the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, April the 6th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on April 6, 1909, American explorers Robert Perry and Matthew Henson and four Inuits, Eskimos, they became the first men to reach the North Pole. Today in 1862, the Civil War Battle of Shiloh began in Tennessee as Confederate forces launched a surprise attack against the Union troops who beat back the Confederates. It was a very important battle. Back and forth didn't end well for one side, obviously. Today in 1886, the Canadian city of Vancouver, British Columbia, was incorporated. Today in 1896, the first modern Olympic Games formally opened in Athens, Greece. Today in 1917, the United States entered World War I as the House of Representatives joined the Senate in approving a declaration of war against Germany. President Woodrow Wilson signed the declaration. Today in 1985, William Schrader, he became the first artificial heart recipient to be discharged from the hospital. He moved into an apartment in Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know how long he lived after that. I, I wanted to look into it. I just didn't have time. We we're getting ready to come on the air live and didn't have time. But there were a number of people who received artificial hearts and one thing or another devices. And they didn't live long, but it was part of the process of getting to the point where, you know, heart transplant today is not common, I guess, to the people getting it, but it's it's done often. Today in 2008, Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama, he was speaking at a private fundraiser in San Francisco. He was talking about, he didn't know the microphone was on or that someone was recording him, but they were. And he was talking about the voters in middle America, in the communities, he said, where they cling to their guns and their religion because of bitterness about their economic lot. He said they don't do as well as the people on the left and the East Coast. He called it the West Coast. He had no idea that that would become viral. It would go all over the place. Hillary Clinton jumped on it. She was running against him at the time. She said he's an elitist. Well, so is she. Most progressives are elitists, so-called progressives are elitists. That's part of their part of their worldview is elitist. They should lead, they should be in power because they know better than the rest of us, particularly the conservatives, especially an evangelical biblical Christian conservative. And that's the way the world has developed around us today, and that's some of the things that happened in the past. I found it interesting. There's a story out there this morning. I'm not going to talk about it, but I just mentioned it. President Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security, DHS, they are considering, and this was verified, they're considering resuming 
construction of the border wall. That's right. They're considering it. After having halted construction in January, you may recall that Joe Biden said, if I become president on day one, I'm going to do all these things. Well, one of them was the, to stop the border wall construction. Well, now that he's in over his head and everybody knows it uh, at our southern border, and it is a disaster and it is only beginning, it's going to get worse because thousands of people are walking toward the border because they know that they're going to get into America without any any difficulty. It's an open border by all accounts. So now they're considering <laughs> reinstituting the wall. And the way they're presenting it, the Washington Times is reporting it this morning. The way they're presenting it is the DHS secretary, this Alondro uh, Mayorkas, he said he's considering restarting the border wall construction to fill in the gaps that President Trump left behind that exist in the 450 miles that Trump built during his presidency. So he's kind of casting it in a way that suggests to the non-informed people that, well, Trump kind of messed up the border wall, so we're going to fix it. Boy, it never stops does it the world health organization said this morning about an hour ago they put out a put out a little uh, alert and they said that they are rejecting the coronavirus vaccine passports for travel nope they said they don't support that because they have doubts over the efficacy of the injections as well as equity concerns that's where we are in the world today they said, we as who, in their statement, they said, we as who, World Health Organization, WHO, are saying at this stage we should not like to see the vaccine passport as a requirement for entry or exit because we're not certain at this stage that the vaccine prevents transmission. Then they went on to say this Margaret Harris told this news conference in Geneva. Reuters reported it. They went on to say, and there are problems with equity. That's what we used to call equality, equity. It's not fair for developed countries to have a vaccine passport when the poor countries do not. We're now making medical decisions based on who has what in the world. And we can't do something. I'm not in favor or opposed to that. I talked about it at some length the other day about this passport thing regarding shots. And I gave you my view on it. But it's interesting to me how volatile these people are. They believe one thing one day and something very different the next. And that's the world that we live in. And that's why it's, it's so important that we keep very, very close to Jesus. I know I ordained minister my entire adult life. That's what pastors and preachers are supposed to say. But I believe that with all of my heart. I do. We live in, in a time, I think, defined in the New Testament as the end times. I believe that. But I will tell you that we live in a time when nothing is as it seems in the culture. Everything is a little bit to a lot different than it's presented. I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. But before we get into that, let me just touch on what I spoke about. I took several minutes yesterday to tell you that... The Lord had really spoken to my heart about 
about a certain matter regarding this program, and um, it developed, and I gave you kind of the details of how it developed, but we are going to be expanding this program uh, into uh, KPDQ Portland, Oregon, because what, number one, it's a way to cover the part of Washington State that we do not cover with this program, and I feel very strongly that God wanted us to be available in the state of Washington everywhere. I was born and raised. That's my roots, my home. But um, I felt very strongly about that we should do this, and it was more than just personal, for sure. But um, in doing so, we found that going on the Portland station opened up a, a whole large market for us to speak to, to people, and it covered southwest Washington, which is what we wanted to do. We start on KPDQ FM on Monday, this coming Monday, and we don't have the money <laughs> to do this, but I believe God put it in my heart, and I believe, and I'm not an irresponsible person at all. I mean, the people that know me know I'm, I'm real, uh, real definite about that. And we don't just, in denial, jump into things. But I really feel strongly about this. I shared it with you, and I, I am certain that God will speak to certain hearts about standing with us financially on this. When we started in Seattle, um, a Bellevue businessman wrote the check, $30,000 to help us start. And that's what we need to get going on KBDQ in Portland. And we're asking you to help us. I got an email. Our address is box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. We're already beginning to get contributions uh, specifically for that purpose, for this expansion. We began yesterday online. I'm hoping that there's those and believing there are those in the mail that are coming and will come. And I, I ask you again just to consider it. Ask God what he would have you to do. And some of you could underwrite this some of you can do whatever you can do but i'm i'm personally putting everything i've got into this program and i'm just asking you those of you who believe in it to stand with me and i know that you understand and i know that you will we got this contribution we got several yesterday specifically uh for this expansion process and um we got this one it, it was made online of course and um it's a $500 contribution. I won't mention the person's name. It's a man. But he, we got this soon after we were on the air in um, Tucson, Arizona. And we're on there. And in, we're not on in Phoenix, but in Tucson. And I, he sent $500 online. And here's the note that he sent. And I hope that this will be helpful to you or at least interesting. He said... Uh, he's from Bloomington, uh, Minnesota. He said, this is to help support the new radio ministry opportunity in the southwest corner of the state of Washington, which includes the Portland area. He said, I heard you today in Tucson, Arizona on 940 AM radio, but he lives in Bloomington, uh, Minnesota. He was there on business, was listening to the Christian radio station and said he felt like the Lord spoke to him and he made a $500 contribution. I don't know if he's listening today. I don't know if he's still in where he can hear us or not in Tucson or where, wherever. But nonetheless, thank you to him. And um, I know the Lord will speak to you in 
whatever way he chooses to speak to you, and you'll be responsive. So thank you so much. And as I said yesterday, I'm going to mention this a few days this week, and then we won't mention it anymore, and and uh, we'll just uh, move forward, and, and we'll do what we need to do with, with this, and God will help us, and I know you know that. And thank you in advance for standing with us. It's It's important. We need your support. I need your support. CBS News slammed for blatant media bias on the Georgia voter ID law. This has become a major deal, and I know most of you listening to this program, myself included, we don't live in Georgia. But this does affect the nation. It's a national story. It has implications in every state. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that, because recently the Georgia legislature passed a law that expanded voting access and voter integrity in the state. It was a good thing. By all accounts, even some Democrats in the state thought it was good, not the activists, but other Democrats. But the radical left Democrats immediately attacked the bill as oppressive and racist. That caused the Major League Baseball uh, organization, the, the, the corporate umbrella of Major League Baseball, MLB, it immediately caused them to cancel the All-Star game that's scheduled for Atlanta this summer. It's in July, I think. And they're, that's going to cost businesses millions of dollars in revenue. They said, no, we're going we're gonna to bite the bullet. We're going to pull out of Atlanta. We're not going to do it there this year because they're racist. And those Republicans put these, they, they put these bills in place and these laws in place and so on. Well, Coca-Cola is based in Atlanta, as you may know. They have all these huge corporate buildings downtown, much like Amazon does in Seattle and, and now Bellevue. But anyway, they're based there, and <clears throat> they're launched they launched immediately based on Major League Baseball's canceling the All-Star game for Georgia and moving it. I'll tell you where they're going with it in a moment. So Coca-Cola got a hold of this, and they didn't want to be outdone. So they said, well, they, they, launched, they said, we'll help with this. We're behind this because we're not racist. We're not oppressive. We're not trying to keep people from voting. And so they launched a misinformation campaign, deliberately misleading the public about George, about Georgia's voter integrity law. So all of this is happening just knee-jerk. Now the Georgia Republican Party said, wait a minute. This isn't right, and you people are not telling the truth. Well, that's politics. No, this is more than that, and that's why I'm talking about it. So they announced, not that they felt this would do any damage to Coca-Cola, but they said, we're removing, and they put out a memo yesterday, we're having all of Coke products be removed from our office. Well, Coke is worldwide, and that's not going to make a dent in their their whatever income. But they were doing it to get attention, symbolically. At the same time, Texas Governor Abbott he announced that he will not, as scheduled, he will not be throwing out the first pitch to open the Texas Rangers baseball season. Well, how are those two connected? Well, he said, he said, I very much support the people in the Texas Ranger baseball organization. He said, we have a really good working relationship. But he said, I am making a point to get people's attention that this is wrong, what they're doing in Georgia and what the Major League Baseball is, is supporting. There and the fact that they're pulling this all-star game 
out of the city and out of the state. There's a word that goes around a lot, and you may have heard it. I have not avoided using it. I just haven't used it that much on this program because I don't use buzzwords a lot. But it's the word woke. Maybe you've heard that. You probably know what it is. Maybe you don't. But I'm surprised at how many people are not aware of what woke means. Woke, W-O-K-E, like I woke up this morning, etc. And that's kind of what it means. In short, what that means is that you're aware, you're informed. So those of you who are informed, and that's what we try to do on this program every day is inform, looking at things that are happening in our culture through the lens of a biblical worldview and scripture. So I guess you would be woke in that sense, but you're really not because woke only applies to the progressive left, the so-called progressive left. They consider themselves woke because they know woke, wokeness, wokeism has almost become like a religion. I mean, it's, it's more important that you appear to be on the cutting edge of things, whether it's right or wrong, than it is to be right. So during this last presidential election, by passing common sense laws to help restore the integrity of the state elections, remember all that nonsense that was going on in Georgia? I mean, they couldn't get the counts. I mean, there were just all kinds of irregularities. So in response to that, the Georgia legislature, which is a majority uh, Republican, they came up with a revised edition of their voting laws, state elections. But the what they came up with actually expands, by all accounts, voter participation. It doesn't create oppression for minorities or anyone else. But the radical left Democrats are so upset because significant accountability has been placed on the official ballots. Who gets them? How they're delivered? Wholesale voting by mail has been restricted to align with most states in the country, and voter ID is required. The Democrats are having none of that because that's not a playground where they can fiddle with the outcome of elections. So Coca-Cola wanting to be, quote, woke in the know on the cutting edge, they immediately reacted to this and the pressure from the far left, and they began misleading the public through this massive campaign telling uninformed people that the new law is racist because it oppresses minorities, especially the voter ID requirement. They said that is that cuts out almost all of the minorities, and Georgia has a very high minority rate. It's, it has a high black population and other uh, minorities as well. So this really played with them, and they said, well, man, the Republicans are trying to, you know, cause us not be, to be able to vote, etc. But everybody who's actually read the bills that was put in place in Georgia say, well, that's not true. Even the Democrats who read the bill and are being honest are saying, no, that's not exactly true. It doesn't oppress anyone. It actually expands the voting opportunities. And some of them are just simply saying what the Democrats are saying, and there are Democrats who are saying this. It's a lie. So not to, not to be outdone, the Major League Baseball, they joined Coke in their wokeness and announcing they're pulling the All-Star game out of Atlanta, which will cost Georgia tens of millions of dollars of revenue. Ironically, the Coca-Cola Corporation that's located in Atlanta, as I said, they require their stockholders 
to have proper ID to attend stockholder meetings. But that's different, of course. So the Georgia GOP responded, and they said, we're taking all of our Coke products, which, as I said, isn't going to dent their income, their revenue, but it makes a point. In a letter that they sent directly to Coke, the Republicans in the Georgia legislature, they said in part, this is from their letter, given Coke's choice to cave to the pressure of an out-of-control cancel culture, we respectfully request all Coca-Cola company products to be removed from our office suite immediately. Should Coke choose to read the bill, share its true intentions, and accept their role in the dissemination of mistruths, we would welcome a conversation to rebuild a working relationship. Yesterday, the Job Creators Network, that's a group that, that looks at and analyzes job creation for minorities. Yesterday, the Job Creators Network announced that Major League Baseball's decision to pull the 2021 All-Star Game and the draft, meaning, you know, the kids coming up from high school, etc., they get drafted into the, into the professional sports, in this case, baseball, in their decision, this Job Creators Network said to pull this All-Star Game out and the draft, which is part of that whole big celebration, out of Atlanta over the new election laws is going to cost, by their analysis, upwards of $100 million in economic damages to Georgia. Say, well, that they, they deserve that because look what they did. Well, the job experts pointed out that a lot of the businesses, in fact, most of the businesses that are going to be hurt by this misrepresentation of the new law are minority-owned businesses that desperately, these are their words, desperately need the revenue. This guy, this Job Creators Network uh, president, Alfredo Ortiz, he said the bottom line is that that law makes it easy to vote and hard to cheat, and therein lies the problem. He says he expects that kind of thing from the political talking heads of political operatives. He said even like President Joe Biden and Stacey Abrams, who's well-known in politics and certainly in Georgia, and she is, well, she doesn't tell the truth very often at all. But he said, I didn't expect it from CEOs of corporations that should be held to a higher standard because they owe it to the public to speak the truth. Well, they do because the public invests in these companies. They own stock. I mean, us little people across America. I mean, I don't, but these little people like us across middle America that Barack Obama looked down on, they own stock. But yet, they can't use the same rules for the rest of the people in regards to voting because they've got to have a opportunity in the voting system to manipulate it. I know that's direct, but it's true. Texas Governor Abbott, he, as I said, has declined to, to throw out that ceremonial first pitch at the Texas Rangers first home game, not because he doesn't support the local team, but he says he cannot support the MLB's corporate decision to pull the All-Star game out of Georgia for the reasons that I've said. So the corporate response is based on deception. They know what they're doing. They know how to sell pop and chips or whatever they sell. They don't seem to know how to navigate in the real world when it comes to the culture. They're either committed to misinforming people and misleading them, Coca-Cola, or they're simply uninformed themselves. But either way, 
They're hurting the very people they claim to be trying to advocate for, the minorities. If you follow this, as I do, and if you listen regularly, we do together, because we talk about these things daily. Because it's just happening. It's rampant. It, it is what our culture has become. So we look at these things, and we we see how almost every situation, whether it's a, the All-Star game in Georgia or whether it's something else somewhere else, it always ends the same. It's not as it seems. And so often, these big reactions by big money, whether it's Jeff Bezos and Amazon or whomever, it hurts the people that they claim to be protecting. And I believe that's the story of the left. And when I say the left, yeah, the Democratic Party, because they are the left. That's their story. And for generations, they have told blacks and browns and other minorities, people I have worked with, lived with, been with all over the world. They're people just like everybody else, but they've told them that you can't make it in this world without because you're oppressed and those white people want to oppress you and all that. Well, most of us white people don't want to. I've spent so much time in, as a missionary at missionary evangelism with the minorities all over the world. And they don't change when they come here. Hopefully their life is made better. But there's no difference. But they have made race different. And they have categorized them and put them into a group where they are going to take care of that group. And they've identified that group as the oppressed. And in a sense, what they're saying, whether it's Jeff Bezos or whomever it is that are activists and social justice, they have concluded to the American people that these people whom they claim to represent, in this case it's Major League Baseball and Coke and so on, but it, depending on, it doesn't matter who it is, it's the same story again and again. They have determined that without them, this people group, identity group, can't make it. And this is not about helping people. If you follow it closely, and I have, it's not about helping people. It's all about power for those in power. It's about expanding power. In this case, it's about being able to manipulate an, an election in Georgia. And now the Republicans stepped up, and this is not in defense of Republicans. I, it is, this isn't even political as far as I'm concerned. But now it's about, it's about they tried to fix something that was clearly broken, and these people didn't even look at it, and <clears throat> they're out there making claims. Now, and President Biden has been making claims as well, and um, it has been proven. Even the Washington Post, speaking of Bezos, even the Washington Post came out last night and said, well, it isn't really exactly the way Joe Biden has been saying. These are not oppressive laws. They're just normal laws that actually expand voter opportunity. So that's the world we live in. We live in a world that is rife with deception. And that's why every day, to the best of our ability, we try to inform. The Apostle Peter 
said Satan, is a roaring lion prowling about seeking whom he may devour. And relativism is at the heart of our current cancel culture seeking to devour.